Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Staffo Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another sub-sub-segment of women around the world, fictional women around the world, and further, women around the galaxy. Yeah. Star Wars edition. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's, you know, good timing because as we record this, as you hear it, if you're listening to it when it's uh, when it drops, as they say, we're entering like May the 4th be with you, Revenge of the 5th, all that. But we're recording this on April 26th, which is Xenomorph Day. So happy Xenomorph Day. Don't know what that is, but I'm going to nod. Thank you. Alien. Okay. It's Alien Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> um, the woman we are talking about is Sabine Wren, uh, who we mentioned in our episode on Satine as a past wielder of the Darksaber. So you can see that episode for more context about the Darksaber's whole deal because she did play a role right. in that whole thing. As per usual, Samantha, I'm, I'm going to run through this and, you know, pause. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns... Uh, this one did get complicated, and it's kind of out of order, but I think it will make sense. I just got confused. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was tired when I, I did the, the oh, first draft. okay. Sabine is someone I kind of know because I mm -hmm. did watch all of Rebels as opposed mm -hmm. to anything else. So, that's she's the one that I do love because she has some Asian representation, and I love it. But, mm -hmm. okay. Here, let's yeah, confuse no. me now that okay, I know. No. I feel like I know it. Yeah, that, that's my goal. <laughs> no, I think it'll make sense. I think I just got a little... That whole Darksaber thing can really bog you down if you try to keep track of all that stuff. Um, but anyway, okay. Sabine was voiced by Tyus Sakar, and it was just recently announced that Natasha Liu Borditzo has been cast to play her in upcoming Star Wars live-action stuff. Uh, my theory is she's going to train the Mandalorian how to use the Darksaber, but we'll see. Mm. Sabine Wren was a Mandalorian woman, first introduced to many of us in the animated show Rebels, which took place uh, in the Star Wars timeline a few years before the events of Rogue One and A New Hope, and then a little after Return of the Jedi. Just like a little peek. Um, 
So Sabine is really into art and spray paint uh, and went on to provide some inspiration for the symbol of the Alliance. Uh, She briefly became the owner of the Darksaber, yes. But let us step back. Uh, Sabine was born on Mandalore to Clan Wren of House Vizsla. Her mother, Ursa, was a member of Death Watch during the time that Mandalore was in chaos after Satine's murder and the collapse of the new Mandalorian government towards the end of the Clone Wars, which we talked about in that Satine episode, and it was a whole thing. So go check that one out if you want to learn more about that. Uh, Sabine's armor that she forged when she got older was very unique, and she inherited a Night Owl's helmet, which if you haven't seen Rebels, you saw it on The Mandalorian. Um, It's just kind of got like a distinct uh, pattern on the helmet. She started her career at the Imperial Academy of Mandalore, where she followed orders without question, though she did study up on some detractors, which got her into some trouble. As part of her time there, she built weapons that she believed would be used for peace. Um, It's kind of more complicated than that, but we'll say that. Uh, She named one the Duchess after Satine and used Beskar to reinforce it, which is a big no-no. And... It, this allowed for it to destroy Beskar armor uh, and thus the people wearing it, Mandalorians, something that was viewed as blasphemous to Mandalorians. And yes, to her horror, these weapons were used against her people, including her family. This left her racked with guilt and she left Mandalore, an action that led to her being branded as a traitor by the Empire and by her mother, father, and brother, who um, the, her mother was the leader of Clan Wren. Her family paid a price for her desertion. Her father was held hostage by the Empire while her mother and brother had to prove their loyalty by serving the Empire. Uh, Sabine was able to destroy the weapon she created, but the Empire was able to rebuild it using her research. For a while, she worked as a bounty hunter alongside Ketsu Onyo, but she was eventually recruited to be a member of the Ghost Crew by Hera Syndulla and Jedi Kanan, or Caleb, from Bad Batch. Um, why is I, yeah? Why is he Caleb and Kanan? Because I was very confused. I kept saying the two different names, and I was very confused. He's he kind of did a whole like I'm leaving this identity behind. I'm becoming someone else. Uh, oh, okay. So he just changed part, his name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Simplest. Um, yeah. No, that confused me too. <laughs> I don't. Who is it? The same person or is it not? Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, unless they're gonna pull some wild twist. <laughs> I mean, I'm still better. He's. Spoiler alert, dead. <laughs> it's it's tragic. I mean, we're going to talk about that. I guess I should have put a spoiler alert at the top. <laughs> um, spoiler alert for Rebels. <laughs> I guess some Mandalorian stuff. But yes, uh, Harrison Dula and Jedi Kanan Jarrus. She joins up with them after her and Anya had a falling out. Through this, Sabine fought with them against the Empire, and she used her art to inspire hope and rebellion. She was on the Empire's most wanted list and was known as the artist. And on the ghost, she was Spectre 5. So it's interesting because a lot of these characters we were talking about um, from these shows, everybody hated in the beginning. Everybody hated Ahsoka in the beginning. People didn't like Sabine because they thought she was like, I don't know, like being into art makes her not interesting or is very silly. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. But um, she, uh, most of these characters did end up becoming fan favorites, but I just thought that was interesting because I hadn't heard actually of that kind of controversy of like, but she's a painter. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting critique. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Sabine and the ghost crew went on all kinds of missions and caused all kinds of mischief, um, freeing some enslaved peoples, going undercover as an imperial to recruit pilots like Wedge, Antilles, um, inspiring people. Sabine, yeah, she really did inspire people with her art. Uh, there were reunions, betrayals, working with Leia Organa, that was cool, running into IG-88. When she was attempting to track down Darth Maul, the one-time ruler of Mandalore, she comes across the Darksaber on Dathomir the planet of the Night Sisters. At first, she avoided the responsibility that comes with the Darksaber um, leading a planet and a people, because again, if you went in combat, then you're supposed to rule this planet and lead the people of Mandalore. But another Mandalorian and Kanan convinced her to train with it, to unite the Mandalorians and convince them to join the rebellion against the Empire. She convinced her family that the Empire had screwed them over and helped them kill the Imperial Viceroy of Mandalore, Gar Saxon, though she said this in the exchange. He said, I'll never yield to you, girl. You'll have to kill me. And she said, that might be the Mandalorian way, but it's not my way. Not anymore. It's true. Dramatic. It was. It's dramatic stuff. Uh, she supported her family during the Mandalorian Civil War before returning to the Ghost Crew just in time for, yes, Kanan to die. Though she still helps free the planet Lothal, where he died before Kanan died. Yes, she did train with him and Ezra in order to wield the Darksaber, something she resented due to the baggage of her family and Mandalore. And she's just besieged with self-doubt. She is gifted with some anti-Jedi weapons and is able to beat Ezra, but is defeated by Kanan, who tells her that while those weapons might help her, they might be nice. Uh, she needs a lot more training. 
She admits to Ezra she doesn't want responsibilities of the Darksaber, that she was disgraced to her family. Kanan and Sabine are able to work more effectively on her training, and she confronts long-hidden emotions about how she felt about working for the Empire, abandoning it, her family's estrangement, and how she hurt her planet. Through this, she is able to master the Darksaber. So again, as we said, that's a teen one. The Kyber Crystal, you have to work with it. You have to... Otherwise, you're just fighting against it, and it's never gonna, never gonna work correctly for you. After her success, she reunites and reconciles with her family, though they first attacked her. Her mother was a hard sell, expressing disappointment that her daughter joined the rebellion and that the Darksaber is just a symbol. And on top of that, because she found it and didn't win it in a fight, she doesn't have a rightful claim to it, which is that whole thing that's going on right now. She said she was disappointed at how Sabine had turned out. Uh, whew. Sabine discovers her mom is planning on selling out her Jedi friends and the Darksaber um, to the Empire and Clan Saxon. However, Clan Saxon uh, sold her, her mother and the family out for being traitors. With the help of the Jedi and some allies, the family comes together to fight Clan Saxon, Sabine briefly wielding a lightsaber. This is when she refuses to kill her challenger in that dramatic quote from above, as is Mandalorian tradition, but her mother does it instead to protect her. Through this, she gained the respect of her family. She stayed behind to help find the true leader of Mandalore. Clan Wren later provides support to the rebels in part because her mother was moved by the loyalty the friends had to each other. Sabine and her brother rescue her family and Sabine joins forces with Bo-Katan Kreez uh-huh, to destroy the weapons Sabine created once and for all. Sabine is captured and pressured to instead enhance the weapon, but she programs it to target Stormtrooper armor instead. Sabine gave Bo-Katan the Darksaber, assuring her that she was the rightful leader, and the Mandalorians who witnessed this pledged their allegiance to Bo-Katan. After that, the crew of the Ghost joined up on Yavin with the Rebellion at large. They partnered with Saw Gerrera for a minute, uh, and they were involved in that whole battle. And then at the end of Rebels, uh, she joins up with Ahsoka to go look for Ezra, who went missing in wild space with Thrawn. So... Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> so this is supposed to be right before we see Darth Maul? No, Darth Gideon. Who is that dude from Mandalorian? Moth Gideon. Yes. Moth Gideon. How so close. Mm-hmm. Um, who has the Darksaber. So this is after. Yes. That is before then, right? Because bo lost it to him. Yes. And bo was trying to go back and get it. Mm-hmm. But the Mandalorian got it instead. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And I believe they actually haven't really detailed how she lost it. They've talked about it, but I don't think, I think they're going to do a bigger thing. So they hinted at it, but they never really fully say. We just know she's really angry. And then she feels defeated after Mm Mandalorian gets it and doesn't know what to do. Yeah, She can't take it a second time as a gift because she already took it one time as a gift. Right. So that's kind of the bigger why she was so mad is because Sabine gave it to her. You're supposed to win it in combat. Technically, Sabine didn't win it in combat either. She found it. Um, I believe, and it was further insult to injury, that she lost it to an Imperial Moth Gideon in a fight. So he won it. But she kind of, there's kind of this talk around like the reason that happened is because they didn't do it correctly in the first place. And so that's why she was so determined it has to go this way I will not do this again. No one will respect me. No one will follow my leadership. Right. Um, and Which then, is kind of yes. what's already happened. Mm-hmm. Right. 
then the Mandalorian gets it. I think, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot, a lot of threads at play here. <laughs> right. Did the Mandalorian yes. give it to Grogu? No, 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 no. That would be interesting, though. I thought he did for a second. Grogu has his own lightsaber, right? But then he no, gave it no, up. No, he, he gave it up. I think, I have a theory that, because uh, I said the person, Tar Vizsla, who made the Darksaber was the first Jedi Mandalorian. So I think they're going to do something like that with Grogu, but I really don't know. Okay. Um, oh, is, is Grogu going to be a Mandalorian now? Yeah, he took the, he took the armor. <laughs> God. Is that what that Get means? Old. Yeah, I think. Oh. I mean... He chose that path. I don't know. That means they're going to like teach him to be Mandalorian. But then he's going to die. <laughs> he's going to die either way because <laughs> no one really, no one, it doesn't turn out well for anybody. Samantha. Right. That's why they I'm need sorry. to put me There's in so charge. Many, so many spoiler alerts. I apologize. Mm. This has been a conversation that Annie and I have had before. So therefore, I'm trying to catch up again. Uh, yes. So. My bad for the, that ending. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I have so many thoughts. I want to like really vent about some of my theories and thoughts. So I'm, yes. into, I'm into it. I will say I one thing I love about Sabine, she's pretty like, she's cool and she's easy to, she's very friendly and easy to talk to. I really love her and Ahsoka's friendship. Yeah. Um, I like that they like had each other's backs. And she, I like, yeah. Sabine was like, no, I'll go with you. So Sabine was one of my favorite characters thus far. Again, good representation, yay. Um, B, she wasn't just waiting for uh, Ezra to come about. Mm -hmm. She was kind of leading that movement on her own. So mm -hmm. I appreciated that. It, yeah, she's a badass. And just because she's a graffiti doesn't mean... Uh -huh. I don't know why that negates her anymore. Would have been I different think... if she had been the brother who had been that character. I mm. think so. I hmm. personally think so. Hmm. Um, then people were complaining about how she changed the hair, her hair color, and I'm like, what are, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> any, she's galactically punk, so why, why are you think, hating? I think she's got a lot of good character arcs. I mean, we really ran through a lot of stuff in there, a lot of drama, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I am interested to see the live-action uh, representation of her and how it goes and see what happens in, in the story. But, well, in the meantime, Ahsoka is next, I promise, I promise. But <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of our sub-sub-sub segment. Um, if you have any suggestions, I promise we're going to move out of Star Wars territory soon, I promise. Not in May, though. Not in May, but after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please send them our way. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite show. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865.
Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.